Like to welcome y'all to the brand new. It used to be called the Clocked In Podcast, but um, I had an epiphany when I got my building, got my own shit. I want to rename it. It's my testimony podcast show where we get artists, businessmen, all type of folks from all over, and I want them to come on here and we get deep in depth into their story, how they got started, what they got going on, what they want to promote. And my first guess. My first guest, man, is a, a brother out of Toledo, man, uh, up-and-coming artist, um, Byrie Irvin. He is the brother of R.C.E. Rob, and his story is crazy and, and, and inspiring and all that. And um, we supposed to been did this in March. In March, we supposed to got together, but, uh, you know, I was going through some things. I was just having an epiphany of a I gotta get my own shit. And it wasn't nothing towards the four one nine grind because I appreciate them opening their doors to me and stuff like that. Right. But uh, it come a time where you gotta lead a nest and uh, become your own boss. You know what I'm saying? So me and B came down here, and uh, I want to thank you for coming on here, Byree. And uh, how you feeling, man? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm chilling. Um. So, how long have you been rapping? Uh, man, I could rap since I was like. Seven or eight years old, I, I'm just I'm just just now doing something with it. You feel me? So um, so seven eight years old. So how was it coming up that because you your brother do music? So how was it coming up in the household of coming up? How was your upbringing? Uh, we ain't really. He stayed. He stayed with his mom. I stayed with my mom. I go spend the night sometimes on like the weekends and shit. But so I got the same daddy. Knew he could, yeah, we got the same dad. Same daddy. I never even knew he could rap. Yeah. I ain't know he could rap till probably like 08. I was probably like 16, 17. That motherfucker <laughs> like, man, your brother be snapping. I'm like, you talking about rap? <laughs> you feel me? So you feel me? Because he had never, he had never told me he could rap. I had never heard him rap or none of that shit. So it was shocking to me. But then when I heard him, and motherfuckers, I used to hear motherfuckers like rapping and shit. I'm like. Man, what the fuck? Like, he really got motherfuckers, like, following his music and shit. I'm like, yeah. damn. And he younger than me, but, I I mean, I support him. That's what the yeah. fuck I'm supposed to do. Because it's crazy. Because this is something that um, I don't think we never seen in the city is, like, two brothers that can get down in the motherfucking rap game and just get on the motherfucking track and just right. hold their own. And y'all got, well, how many songs? Y'all got, like, one. How many? Y'all ain't got that we got, many songs we together. Got, we got... Three songs together. Two of them ain't even out yet. Yeah. I still got shit on record that he dropped before he even went to jail. Oh, but I don't want to drop it because he, he ain't out. He ain't you out. feel me? Um, coming up, so like, how was it? Was it rough coming up when you came up? Where, like where you grew up at? Uh, I grew up on right there on Prospect in Detroit. It wasn't really. Uh, I went to. I went to King. Got kicked out of King. I went to Lincoln. Got kicked out of Lincoln. Mostly for like. Clown shit, being goofy, but a lot of that shit I put in my raps. Like I still say goofy shit and motherfucker be hee hee ha ha. You feel me? But that's the type of shit I got in trouble in school and shit for. A few fights, but I did my uh, last two years, fifth and sixth grade at Nathan Hill. That's where I got cool with a lot of other motherfuckers from other sides of towns. A lot of motherfuckers, motherfuckers from everywhere, bro. Listen to me, everywhere, and they see me out and about and be like. Man, what's up? Some of the people, I don't even know who they is, but I, I appreciate it and I respect it because they, they you feel me? They showing me love. Um, So uh, what was your first song that you 
just remember, like, just recording. What was your first song? Recording? Yeah, what was your first song that you ever recorded? No, no matter of fact, let me take that back. What was your first song you wrote and you just recited and you just remember that? Because everybody got that one song that they'd be like, like on the 50 Cent movie, he was rapping about his girl and shit, the uh, girlfriend shit. Man, it wasn't even no, I ain't even name it or nothing. I was just, I just started writing. It was, it was basically about, it's back when the jerk, during the Jersey era, I might've yeah. been in like the fifth grade, fifth, sixth grade. <laughs> I was rapping about all jerseys. Like I still remember it till this day. Spit. First rap I ever, first me, rap I you, ever can, wrote. Can, 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 you, can you give me the spit a little bit? Spit the spit the song? Just a little bit. You ain't gotta do the whole thing, just a couple bars out of it. I got the old state forces with the old state fit. Now I can say I'm throwed in the past from Troy Smith. Got the Patrick Ewan jersey when he played for the Knicks. Even fuck with Malibu. Yeah, I'm the shiznit. When it comes to the kicks, you don't even want to start it. Got the Dennis Rodman Nikes when he played in kindergarten. And I forgot to mention, even got the Scotty Pippins, got a Springfield jersey. On the back is Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> That shit was like Man, I that what? shit when I was in like fifth grade. Dude, that shit, you can drop that now, nigga. Like that, you think that so? that's Man, what? Man, I'm man, I, did I got that a shit Springfield like jersey. <laughs> you said I got a Springfield jersey with Homer Simpson name on the back. And that, that that's sick. <laughs> Motherfucker Homer Simpson didn't live in Springfield. People who don't watch TV, man. That's that's ill. And you wrote that at what age? I was like eleven. Eleven. Love, what era of music? It was like 2002, 2003. That was the era, the Thor era, huh? Yeah. Was that your favorite era, era, uh, era, era of music? Uh, like who was inspiring you when you was? Then when yeah. I then I was listening to Magic Wand, Havana Cash, Legends. Ray Stone, Legends, motherfucker, right, motherfuckers from the city. Um, we had this talk off camera. I want to bring it on camera. Do you feel? Magic Wand gets the love and respect he deserves. No. No. He why, don't. Why you think that? Because I, I agree with you, but I want to know out of your mind. I agree I mean, with I, you. For real, for real, I don't know. Everybody everybody got their own opinion. But me personally, that man helped me do a lot. As far as music go, life situations, I could call him right now, like, man, guess what the fuck just happened? Woo 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 woo. He gonna be like, he ain't gonna say no negative shit. Yeah. He's gonna be like, bruh. Go somewhere else. Leave. Don't even entertain that shit. He keep me in a positive mind state. Every time I go around him, he be like, he 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 giving me positive advice. And it's never he never tell me the same thing twice. Yeah. He always got something positive to say. That and I and I fuck with him. <clears throat> That's t- and 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 I, I to follow what you say because um, I think to me Magic Wine was ahead of is ahead of his time, and I think he'll still bust anybody ass. On the microphone, I think he. I love Ray Stone, but when we go bar for bar, he got it. Fuck what that dude like, and then people I hear people. I remember people make jokes like he got a bunch of CDs, but now that you look ahead of the game, niggas is dropping back to back. Like so, he seen the vision before niggas everybody else has seen it. Like it is just nuts. Like he just one. And while we on camera, I need you to set that up. That set the Magic Wine interview up. It's been past, dude. I've been doing this about a couple years now. But I need you. I'm, I ask you. I got you. Reach out and tell him I want to come on the, the podcast. I want to bring him on the show. I got you. Because I know that would be crazy. I and I know people, people, a couple people ask me, like, um, why it ain't one. I was like, I don't know. And that's my, that's like my favorite rapper. Like, I got damn near everything he got, like, in my phone. Like, all the shit with him. He was the first artist. 
that I seen because I remember there's a beef in Toledo and he stepped in and he had the south side coming to the west side. What's up, Rod? And um, he was going back and forth with that and he had the, the shit with KP, Al Shees, Ron Ron. Like, man, them was classics, man. Like, them was, them was classics, man. It was classics. But um, let's get into it. Um, so you start rapping, what, 11, 10? I started writing around that time. 10, 11. Um, and how would your mom and your, your pops and them reacted uh, to it? 50, 51, 51, 52. They 51 and 52. They wasn't really, they ain't even really know I could rap. Yeah. As far as my dad knew, Rob was the rapper. I ain't yeah. had nothing to do with nothing. I was in and out of jail and I wasn't really, you feel me? So he like, oh man, yeah, he listened to his music, blase, blase. My mom, she was just, uh, you want to rap? Uh, okay. Look at her like, <laughs> I know how it is. You be like, man, when I first started doing this, my mom was like, all right, if you, yeah, if you want to, but when they see it, they be like, wow. Right. Now like, she my, can, my, now I could walk in the house and she watching me on the TV. <laughs> bragging. And she be, yeah, sharing my shit. Motherfucker like, man, I'm tired, man. I'm about to block your mama, dude. All she keep doing is sharing your video. Man, listen, bro. And it ain't nothing like a mama, man. <laughs> I swear for goodness, it ain't nothing like it. Um, so you get to that. So when did you um and you you mentioned that you did um jail time. How old was you when you first ran into the law? Uh I was like 12. 12. What was you? Can you talk about what you did? Uh I got caught with like man, I got caught with like 30 bags of Reggie at Robinson. <laughs> like man, I Did you go to the new Robinson or the old Robinson? The old Robinson. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, man, they man them bitches was sacked up. They Man, I caught one sale out of the bag, and they my dumbass had it in my locker. <laughs> they went in my locker, broke my lock on my locker. I ain't gonna say who the person who it was I sold the bag to. I ain't never told nobody, so I ain't gonna do it now. But yeah, that was the only person. Sounds like it was a teacher. Came in. No, it wasn't no teacher. It wasn't no teacher. It was a student. He told. Oh, he told on you. Man, I don't know what he did, but how they knew that <laughs> shit was in my locker though. You feel me? They so, took me. To, they took me to jail. I got suspended for like ten days or something. I came back. So with the music, um, what you you mentioned the locals who inspired you. And I don't want. I hate saying the word local. I think that's like one of the most craziest words. Somebody, right, right? Yeah, I don't want to say local. You mentioned our artists in our hometown that inspired you. Um, what industry people did you grow up listening to? Uh, Gucci. Uh. Jeezy, The Game, T.I. Uh, for real, mostly a lot of down south rappers. Uh, I even, Bow Wow had his little era. I was listening to him. You know what? That's crazy he say that. Niggas don't give Bow Wow no type of credit, Yeah, though. motherfucker, I don't care what nobody say, man. Motherfuckers was listening to Bow Wow, mm-hmm. man. Thank you, puppy love. And I was a kid. <laughs> Niggas was listening to that shit. I don't care what y'all say. And motherfuckers probably feel like that because he went down to Atlanta. They feel like he don't give home enough credit, bro. He know, that man know he from Columbus. He from he Columbus, know, he Ohio, from... bro. He just went down there. And, and he was a kid. like popping down yeah. there. Nigga was a baby. He was signed a fucking legend, Jermaine right. Dupree. So you can't, you can't. Motherfuckers don't give by a while. Um, you said the game. You said the, uh, the game. That was dope, too. Because I think he got one of his. I always argue people. I think his first album, Mike, God will get rich or die trying. That first album, again, a documentary. 
I don't is that where he was sitting on the sitting on the sitting rims? Tired, man. Yeah. I don't need yeah, your loving. Um, man, this is how he got some bangers on there, man. It was neck and neck, man. And he had that power. Uh, you kind of remind me like your like how strong you is as a brother, like how how he is, how he held his own when he left G Unit. That's how you is. I don't see you like you came up to the interview. When I do interviews, it be a group of motherfuckers with each other. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, be no, entourage and shit. I don't do that. I don't need that. I feel like if something go happen, it's gonna happen whether I'm with thirty niggas or by myself. Yeah, I'm gonna defend myself whether I'm with thirty niggas or by myself. I'm gonna be the same person whether I'm with thirty niggas or by myself. So why carry a crowd when I'm gonna do the same thing? And that's real because you don't you don't see that with a lot of rappers these days because a lot of niggas don't like standing alone, man. Being be said all the time like when we go, I be by myself. What about you? Really by yourself? Yeah, man, because. I'd have been in most shit when I'm with a mother, bunch of motherfuckers and murders and shit go on. You get shot at when you, right. you know what I'm saying? You hold your own. I think they respect you when you don't got a crew or a lot of motherfuckers. Nigga come, nigga come in this bitch, 30 motherfuckers. Everybody got sticks hanging out their pocket. This nigga got a bulletproof vest on. Ain't never been shot. Come on, <laughs> bro. You been extra as fuck. Oh, man. So you get to that. Uh, what year did you um, finally hit the booth? Uh... Twenty. Twenty twenty. No, twenty nineteen, cause me and Rob did Blood Brothers. Twenty nineteen, me and Rob did Blood Brothers. We did it in November. Same night we same night we dropped it, he put it out. I'm like, no man, I'm like, man, don't drop you it. Can't he like, tell man, him fuck nothing. That. He like, man, fuck that on gear. We dropping this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm like, man, all right, man, fuck it. And next thing you know, motherfuckers was like Coming up to me like, damn, when you dropping something else? I'm like, was I supposed to? Like, I'm like, damn, the motherfucker, like, bro, you hot, bro. I, I got, I gotta ask a question too. I don't keep bringing up your brother, but it's it's hard not to bring him up because y'all both hot and y'all both got a name, and this this is very so. This just don't happen. How the fuck he come from that neighborhood and you come from another neighborhood? I just said it at the beginning. He grew up with his mom. I grew up with my mom. Okay, my mom stayed on Prospect. His mom stayed on Parkdale. So, but it wasn't nothing for me to jump on my bike yeah. when we was kids and hit them tracks on Oakwood and be at their house. Because the shit right there, the only thing separate that hood and over here is the yeah. railroad tracks. Yeah. Um. So how did it, was it ever any friction between, you know, motherfucking might be from this side and this from this side and motherfucker might say something about your brother and you'd be like, Hold on, motherfucker. That's my brother. Yeah, like, yeah, it been a, yeah, it been it been a couple incidents, but ain't nothing ever happened though. And that, never happened because we just dead it. Right then and there, yeah, like and you don't play no games. Motherfuckers either. be like, motherfucker be like, a lot of motherfuckers didn't know that was my brother. You got to know, like Rob was out here, bro. Yeah, Rob, so motherfucker be like, yeah, man, so and so. I be like, I be like, which one are you talking about? Is this a lot of Robs in the city, man? Talk a little man, short dude, over there on the, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, bro, that's my brother. Man, quit playing with me, dude. Nobody got time to be playing. You play too much. No, nah, bro, that's my little brother. What's up? Like, what do he do? You feel me? I be like, man, I'm going to holler at him, man. Did that, bro. Like, that shit over with. I can't let nobody do nothing to my brother just like he ain't going to let nobody right, from over there do nothing to me. At all. So that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Like, he's still, he still gone. He's still gone. He's still locked up. And I see them niggas all the time. And it's, it be love. You feel me? How long? Um, when last time you talked to him? Uh, Like August. 
I think he in the hole right now too. So, but he been calling his mama and shit. So, he good. Man, his mom, his mom a strong woman. Yeah, and, and supporting to the fullest. Man, cause I remember the first time I think it was when he first got that 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 bid. Me and Tone went to his mama house and sat in the living room, and she gave us all his songs to put out. It's the album he got on SoundCloud. We put that whole album together and paid for the uh, the shit and everything. He was locked up with an album, and that album was so hard. Crazy. That but, nigga, man, I love that nigga, man. He's, uh, I just know when he get out, I know when he get out, he going to be like, bitch, you out here, bitch. He ain't going to know how to act, man. Man, he heard R&O. We was locked up together in the county. Yeah. And 20, uh, was it last year? Yeah, last year. We was locked up in the county together. He was on one side, I was on the other side. Yeah. I hit the door. I'm like, listen to this. I spit R&O to him. He was like, he like, man, you got to drop that. I'm like, I'm thinking I'm about to go to the joint. I was fighting a couple felonies. I'm thinking I'm about to go to the joint. I'm like, yeah, all right. Damn, motherfucker ain't come to court. I played to some misdemeanors, and they, oh, y'all gonna let me out on papers? Oh, I'm out this bitch. I'm like, man, Rob told me that shit was hot. If he tell you something hot, you better drop that shit. Because he ain't go sugarcoat. He'll At tell all. you, he'll he'll tell tell you, you like, ass. man, don't gear that shit ass. <laughs> don't cook ass, ass, ass. <laughs> he'll tell you quick like your shit ass. Like, he don't sugarcoat shit. So, man, he told me that shit was hot. And first thing I did, so that's I, the do, first... I called you. I called B. And we set the video up. I shot that bitch on my birthday. How did you, um, how did you and B meet? Like, what just I made you B, come to. I seen, B, I seen B years ago, though. Like, when I was younger. Yeah. I never noticed so I go back and look at the footage. Like, <laughs> right there. Your mic on? Oh, okay. You cool, cool. Yeah, but I saw I noticed B years ago. He probably ain't noticed me because I was a fucking kid. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He probably ain't that much older than me, but yeah, be like you about. And then I'm like, be like you about twenty. So I'm like, damn. <laughs> I'm like, damn, man. Who the fuck I could go to to do a video? He was the first person I thought about for real. Banjo gave me his. Banjo the one gave me his number. Yeah. And I called him. We set the shit up. And went from there. And um, what you see in it because. The way he vouched for you is he don't. I mean, he shoot a lot of people videos, but he vouched for you. He was like, "You gotta get, you gotta get Byrie. You gotta get Byrie." What's and up, Molly? I remember he uh, when you did the first video, he sent it to me. And when he sent something, I mean, nigga, l- listen to it, nigga. Like, I ain't gonna see you on that. I listen to it. I said, "Who the fuck is this? <laughs> this motherfucker punchline is crazy." <laughs> Like, what the fuck? What it was? No, that's what it was. I'm always on the phone with this nigga while he editing, and I keep hearing the. He like, man, this nigga Byrie. I'm like, and the next day he sent it to me. I'm like, and then he was still editing the video. He sent me the song. He was editing the video. I was hearing the punchlines. Like, what the fuck? He like, yeah, and that's Rob, brother. I said, Rob got a brother. I said, hell yeah. Yeah, see, motherfuckers don't know for real. Ad said, what up to y'all? Tell my nigga Ad. I said, what up, man? Um. Be what you see in him, man. Because yeah, you don't hear a lot of niggas like that. 
Yeah, you could anybody could come go in the booth and be like, Yeah, I could trap. Nigga get slapped. I don't wanna you feel me? Anybody could do that, but to actually put some thought into it and be like, and you think about a word and you gotta actually look in the dictionary and be like, damn, what the fuck that mean? You feel me? And look at it and read it and be like. And you a metaphoric motherfucker if that's a word. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be shooting a video and I'll be hearing shit that I didn't get before and I'll be laughing while I'm recording. So what do you do when people, because I've seen it, we, we, we ain't on shit. People will say, well, he sounds like Rio. But I heard you before I heard a Rio. Yeah. What Rio what sound like though? No, I'm talking about like with the punchlines and the back-to-back punchlines and shit like that. That's what people would say. All right, but Rio rap about, you ain't never heard me talk about drinking no lean. You ain't never heard me talking about slapping my granny because she stole my Percocets. You ain't never heard me. T- it's shit that he talk about talk that I don't shit. even talk about. I just, I'm just, I'm lyrical. Yeah. What do Rio, what do so Rio much, sound like? It's the style. I, I say this, but what he just broke down, that was perfect with a motherfucker because you, you broke it down perfect for a motherfucker because y'all rap about two different type of things. Yeah, man. right, right. So, yeah, that shit not the easy. Biggest thing, I think the biggest thing with that shit is a lot of niggas be mad that they can't do that. Yeah. Like, a lot of niggas can't sit down and write a rap and it be punchline after punchline after punchline. Like, I done heard niggas rap, and it'd be a couple punchlines in there, but you can't do it back to back to back to back to back to back to back. And that's how I write my raps. I, mean, <clears throat> I, don't, I, can't, I can't recall how many raps I got where the punchlines ain't back to back to back to back to back. It might be, one might be off, or two might be off, where I say some little, just throw some shit out there, but I'm not going to drop it. If it ain't back to back to back, it ain't going to sound right to me, so I'm not going to drop it. I got songs in my phone right now. I'm just not going to drop because yeah. they don't sound right to me. But the next motherfucker, but the next motherfucker will be like, man, that shit hard, man. Drop that shit. I'll be like, all right. But I ain't going to do it because it don't sound right to me. If it don't sound right to me, I'm not going to do it. I don't care what nobody else think. Mm, that's that's and that's how you answer your critics, bro. I, and I, I, I get it. I just hear people say it. And I would rather you address it than me address because when I address it, you, you just a fan. You just not, I, I don't think that it can sound like. I think I, you know, love it. Man, I didn't heard him. Man, I didn't heard him say it all. I heard him say, I didn't heard him say. I sound like Rio. He trying to sound like Detroit niggas. Uh, Rob writing his raps. Man, I didn't hear all. T- I swear to God, I didn't hear all type man, of shit. Man, they ain't bro. say Rob right, right. Man, I swear to God, somebody was y'all like, don't want to rap like though. Talking about Muffle talking about bro, Rob writing your. I'm like, what? I'm like, man, me and, me and Rob don't even sound alike. Like our music is totally different. Totally different. So I don't know. I let them talk. I don't care. Motherfucker, go hate whatever you do. You can sell bananas out of coffee shop. They gonna hate on you. But if they see you making some money off yeah. of it, I bet they go do it. You feel me? Most definitely, most definitely. Um, we get to that point. You dropped a video. How do you? How did you handle the response to it? Because you got a hell of a, you got a crazy response. To when, what? To, to, to your first video. Oh uh, man, I should just that for real. I didn't. I didn't even plan on doing this shit for real. I did that 
that shit was just a birthday thing for me. Yeah. But when I heard his response, he was like, when I sent it to him, he like, he like, man, that shit hard as fuck. I'm like, I'm like, man, you think so? They like, he like, man, hell yeah, man. So I'm like, and then once he dropped it, and I seen everybody like, damn, when you go, when you go drop something else, I'm like, I'm like, fuck it. What I drop next? Keep going. Keep going. I drop. Keep going. Then I drop. Hate me now. Then I drop. I just. I'm just. I'ma just keep dropping. I just drop. I dropped my album back in. What was that last month? October. October first or September first or something like that. I think it was in September. Yeah, something like that. So I dropped that. I'm just. I'm already working on my second one. I could drop it now. I got like ten songs for that. I could drop that now. I just, bro, I'm going to keep going. Ain't no, ain't no reason to stop now. I didn't start. And you got an auntie house coming out. And I got, yeah, my auntie house will be ready in probably about four, five, six days. Another oh. week at the, at the, at the max. Oh, so you, you, you want it. You on, you on fire. Where do you see yourself um, in about a year? Where do you see yourself? A year? Not here. Not here. I'm definitely go. It's, it seemed like man, it's so crazy. I went to, I went to the, my birthday that just passed. Yeah. I went to Detroit and told the DJ to play my music. I gave him forty dollars to play my song, the R and O. Give him forty dollars. He like, man, I ain't gonna take your money right away, man. I want to listen to it first. I'm like, all right, go ahead. This on my birthday. He listened to the shit and gave me the mic. I try to give him the 40. He like, no, keep that. Perform. I'm like, what? He like, nigga, perform. I'm about to cut it down. I performed that song, bro. It looked like I was motherfucking like, motherfuckers was in that bitch rocking to it. I'm like, my baby mama looking at me like, like, she tapping me like, look. Like, motherfuckers was out there like, I'm like, damn. Like, and I'm only, that's only 45 minutes away. Imagine yeah. what the fuck they do if I go eight hours away. Um, and you said something. I, I I would love to dwell on. I'm a DJ, and I can't get to all my emails sometimes. And then I got extra personal shit in there, and all that. But what you did, you came with the money, and then he did something that was dope. He listened to it, and you know I can't get over some niggas' music is just terrible. Like it's just terrible, but. Artists that's out there listening to this, that's going to listen and watch this, go up to the DJ and get a relationship with the DJ. And that type of shit can happen, man. It ain't got to be me. Uh, you can be in Atlanta. Um, you got the Screams. You got the, man, you got so many other people, man, that you can um get a relationship with and just don't think. And then also, don't disrespect the DJ or um just try to build a relationship, man. And, the DJ always gonna give you an honest opinion. Don't get mad. Yeah, see, they see when I when I approach him, I let him know I, off the rip. Like I ain't from Detroit. Hey man, look, I'm up here kicking it for my birthday. I'm from Toledo. I'm just trying to play you to pay you to play one of my songs. He like, he like, all right, man, hold on, keep your money. Like I want to hear it first, and then let me keep my money and everything. And motherfuckers got that man. They like, man, that's you. Man, I wish I would have brought the picture. Man, I got a picture. Eric, man, they like, oh man, man, they jumping in the picture, giving bottles of champagne, everything. I'm like, I'm like, all right, motherfuckers buying the picture. No, we want that picture, huh? No, you ain't gotta buy shit. We go buy that. I'm like, I don't even know these niggas. My baby mama like, mm, don't 
don't trust them niggas. I ain't. I'm like, I ain't trusting nobody. I'm just, you feel me? We kicking it. Man, We she thought something was going to happen when we left, man. We jumped on the highway, smooth trip home. I'm like, man, that's just, the, I guess that's just the type of love motherfuckers show you from when you out of town and you likable and you feel yeah. me? Yeah. And, um, you know, young Dolph just got murdered in, in, in his city in Memphis. Um, you know, people always say your hometown will be your downfall. Do you believe in that? I believe. Yeah and no. Because look at how many niggas still in their city and ain't nothing happened to them. I think it's, I think it's sometimes the company you keep. Yeah. I think sometimes shit that you done did in the past come back to haunt you. Like, I believe in, I'm a strong believer in karma. Yeah. You can't be running around here doing shit and then think nothing is going to come back on you. Something going to come back on you. If it don't, it's going to come back on your kids or your mom or your, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm a strong yeah. believer in karma. So just because don't nothing happen to you don't mean it won't nothing happen to somebody else. So, but I do, I'm, I don't think your city can be your downfall. You your downfall. So I could I could stay in the city for another twenty years. Not saying ain't nothing gonna happen to me, but I don't want nothing to happen to me. That's why I said you said in a year where you would beat the fuck out of here, because I ain't trying to give a nigga a chance to do something to me. Rather, I rather I rather it happen out of town. Yeah. So a motherfucker be like, oh man, he wasn't supposed to be out there anyway. But then what y'all gonna say if I get killed in the city? Because I was supposed to be here. I was born here. But motherfuckers go hate you wherever you go. But Everywhere I done been out of town, man, it been all love. I ain't seen no hate. Only hate I seen or heard was from here. And you got to take the good. You got to take the hate with the good, I feel like, because I think we confuse hate um, hate with cri- great criticism. I think we, uh, sometimes when a motherfucker say something we don't like, we automatically like, man, it's no ass <laughs> nigga ain't hating. I just be like, you know, I had to learn that early too, cause um, I started out hosting parties and shit, right? And the nigga, I was hosting, but everybody know who everybody like the best host is country, or you know what I'm saying, shit like that, or uh, making shit a competition. But that's what they do here. No, it ain't even a competition. Before they made it, it got to that point. It got to that point. But at first, I was like, man, y'all hating. I'm better than this nigga. But then when I sit down and and when you sit down, you look at the nigga. And I sat down like, hold on, let me watch this party. And I watched him do the crowd and hold the crowd. I'm like, I got to get my shit together at this time. I'm like, they wasn't hating. They was really just telling the truth. Now, when it got to the competition, it, it did get to the point where they was like, well, he's better. He's better. Why we both can't be good? Why we both can't be great? Why y'all why we make can't, everything a competition? A competition. Like, why we all can't? You over here doing this. You over here doing this. Just like uh, me and B was tripping off of... Uh, I uploaded a picture, and I know people probably ain't him and Pauly, you know what I'm saying? They ain't expect that, because you don't never see two motherfuckers, like, how can me giving you uh, a hand hurt me? Me giving you some free game, or you giving me some free game? Or a motherfucker might not want to fuck with me on something, and I just be like, well, I'm sending it to B, I'm sending it to Byree. How, like, how's that helping you? How is your wins making me lose? It's not. Because if you win, I can be like, man, hey, where you from, cuz? 
I'm from where that nigga Byree from. That other nigga Byree that right? To point. It's like, I don't know. We, that's I think that's where we stuck. People always, um, we got past the booty ass odds, the who's the best with the list and, and all that shit. We got past that. But now we stuck at this, man. Let's help each other more. Let's get to the point to where, man, listen, man, we ain't got to like each other. But, man, if you got an alley, man, throw that brother alley, man. What? Because what you eat don't make me shit, man. But what you, your lending helping hand can help me. You know what I'm saying? And I think we stuck in that point, man. And I think that's what the generation of music, niggas that did music before y'all failed for. I think it was so many because people um like Grey Stone, people were like, well, he couldn't, he couldn't go rap, he couldn't do it like them. Man, it ain't about what he couldn't do it like them, it was about he did it like himself. Right. And it worked. It's probably niggas who are going there and tear that nigga, but I don't give him that. But how many niggas got an I'm so fly? How many they niggas know. got a big body on twins? How many niggas really they got know. a Philly <laughs> Pete verse that's classic on their album? This nigga got a Philly Pete verse that's so classic. Like, big button, come on, man. You know, people don't think about that, man. You ain't got to, man, I don't know. I think we we lack it, man. That's why I don't even take a lot of people's opinions into consideration. Like, I sometimes I be listening to motherfuckers. We talked about this before. Yeah. We'll be talking about something, and they'll be like, what studio you go to? Oh, I went, oh, shit, I, oh, I be going to wine shit, or I be going to critic shit. Oh, I don't fuck with that nigga, man. That nigga, I be like, I be like, all right, man, what you about to do? What you about to do, man? What you speaking negative on this man for? Then you go going, you go see this man and be like, what up, bro? Come on, bro, with that fake ass shit, bro. I'm not trying to be around that shit. That's why I be by myself now. I don't even want to surround myself. If you about to start talking about somebody else, guess what? I'm gonna be like, man, I got it. But guess what? If you say, hey, man, I got his number, man. You want to call him? Fuck up with that nigga for? Cause you talking about him, you might as well tell him what you telling by Reefo. So I don't even be listening to people's opinions no more, man. Some and, and when I do, it going one ear and out the other. And I ain't about to run to him and be like, "Hey, man, so and so said this or so and so said that." Cause that's some female shit. I'ma just be like, I'ma sit back, I'ma watch, I'ma watch you shake this man's hand. I'ma be like, mm. "What the fuck happened to all that shit you yeah. was just saying?" Bro? But it usually go like that, man. You will see a motherfucker, you be talking to a motherfucker like, "Man, I'ma slap the shit and I'ma do this, I'ma do that." And you be sitting right back in the club. I was like, look at this nigga. Especially, I be in the motherfucking agenda. You know, the agenda, uh, they shit tall. And I just looked down. I said, look at this whole ass nigga. You said all this shit about this nigga. And you in the booth with him? Not even in the booth. I'm just looking down on the booth. And I'm just looking at the nigga, the fake daps and hand, handshakes. And I'm the type of person, though, too. I believe, man, we don't talk enough like men. We don't talk enough as men. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't. We don't approach each other like men. What up, Mo? We don't, like, let's say we have a disagreement. We ain't got to be all standoffish, man. I see you. Listen, bro, this is what the problem is, man. How we, we can handle this shit like grown more. We just dis- agree to disagree. But right. no, nobody want to talk like men. Everybody want to have a problem. Everybody want to be standoff. Everybody, first of all, the social media shit killed it. I yeah, mean, that shit made everything where Everything a show now. Everything is so don't nobody talking private private about their problems. All they gotta be on the internet or all they gotta be I had a nigga that tagged me. I don't even know his name. I, and that still bothered me that he tagged me. Because I really want to say something back, but I'm like, if I say something back, he won. All right. It was the it was the show we was at. Man, what show was it? Was it the um who came? It was real. I think it was the real show that we had did. Oh, I was I was there. I opened up for Yeah, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like um 
and I don't have it. I don't feel like I gotta explain myself to no motherfucking body. You know what I'm saying? Right. But the nigga not understanding. He come up to me like, "Can you do this? Can you do this?" And him not understanding. Man, it's fifteen. Somehow I don't know why people do this. It's fifteen niggas opening for one person. For one, that take away from the whole motherfucking show. Takes away from it, and that niggas get bored, and that's how fights start. Um, so it's, I believe it should always be two to three. I know niggas be trying to get their bag right, but you ain't spend seventy five hundred. You ain't going You know what I'm saying? Not saying that's what that promoter did. I'm just saying examples. But um, the dude went on um, tagged me like, oh yeah, this nigga a hater. He ain't let me perform. He gonna play ride wave over me. And I said, for one, you sound stupid. You're not nowhere in the category of ride wave, my nigga. <laughs> for two. Bro, I had all this stuff going on. So when people approach me, when it's, first of all, it's a thousand motherfucking niggas in here. Just smoky is it's crazy right now, and the serious beef going on. So I'm thinking he not thinking. I don't think people consider other people's thoughts. I view an inbox. I think he didn't. When I think he did inbox, but I never responded in the time that he wanted me to because there was so much going on. I could have been like, man, listen, because I'm a type of nigga you talk. To, I'm the coolest dude, bro. You can call my phone, bro. Pull up on me. We can meet up, bro. Any type of advice I can help you. I'm the coolest nigga, but when a motherfucker take that shit to the internet, it's like, I'm a cool. A lot of that shit be motherfuckers be showing out, bro. That's why I hate. It's social media, though. That's yeah. what they do. That's what they do. It's attention. It's attention seeking. Like, man, like with the depression, with the depression shit, like, man, RIP my cousin, man, Elo, man. Now, everybody is... Like, you see a lot of people, I don't know who going through it. I'm not saying nobody faking, but I'm just seeing it a lot more often now be posted. Or Do you see it? Because I know I'm not tripping. I got a lot of friends on Facebook, that, and they be posting that shit. I be like, dude, just talk to somebody. You don't got you don't gotta post that shit. Because the motherfuckers that's reaching out to you is nine times out of ten, you call their phone and not even go answer. Just you don't gotta post shit like that to get attention. Just call somebody. Call somebody close. Call a I think auntie, that's where we get stuck. We, we get stuck a, a into something. the social media. You saying some shit to some motherfuckers that don't even speak to you when they see you, and now everybody know your business. And then you go post. Motherfuckers just need to get out of my business. How they go get out your business and you post it every day? Oh, my baby daddy ain't shit. He just came over here and dropped off forty dollars and walked out the door. Now, motherfuckers, you got motherfuckers looking at your baby daddy crazy. You feel me? But you want motherfuckers to stay out your business, quit posting it. Yeah. yeah I, I agree. Um, I see a lot of that, but I also see a lot of crap. It be the ones that don't post that they going through it, that go through it. Because I fight depression. I speak to motherfuckers probably like once a month. I probably talk to a motherfucker. Um, I see people lashing out at others like, why that bitch got on all that makeup? Or why that bitch got this? And why did I think them the motherfuckers is fighting depression the most? Yeah, cause why you worried about it? Yeah, like it's it's weird. <coughs> you ain't got nothing. Don't you ain't got your own problems? You need to be worried about. You worried about the next person? I think them the people that that screen help them the most. You know what I'm saying? Or it's just or they feel less or they feel less about themselves, so they got to try to bring themselves up Throw a to talk under down the on other motherfuckers, right? And it be the oh you ain't no babysitter. Why you why what? You don't know her. She like, ain't your cousin. It ain't your kids. She leaving. A, why do it bother you? Like I don't get it. Um, like you said, what, what what I eat don't make you, you shit. shit. Like yeah, 
but I, this is another t- subject. I, wanna, I got a couple more questions before we get out of here. Get, I'm going to get up out of here. Um, the violence that's going around the city. Do you think music influences a lot of this stuff? I think it. I think it influenced all of it. Because when you think about it, the, the all the look at look at who getting killed, and look at who doing the shit. Like it's all motherfuckers between the ages of like thirteen and probably like twenty five, twenty five, twenty six. That shit come from. Uh, Chief Keith, NBA young boy, Polo G, Polo. Not to just throw their names out there like that, but these is who the young niggas is listening to, yeah. and and they it, they basically inspiring them to go. Man, Chicago, Toledo ain't no Chicago. Toledo ain't no uh, uh, New Orleans or Baton Rouge. We we got a population of probably like two hundred and fifty thousand people here. Them cities got millions of people. Y'all can ride around and drop niggas like that and y'all's population still be high. Our population gonna eventually start dropping. I think they said we got like the most murders in Toledo in how long? Like yeah. ever. Ever. Yeah, like ever. Like, come on, bro. That shit getting out of yeah, hand, bro. It's like 60 something. Ever. Like the most murders in Toledo history. And niggas think y'all ain't about to be cunt. I've been to the fair. I got caught. When I got caught with my gun, I went to the feds. I'm like, I thought somebody was telling on me. I'm like, man, how the fuck they pick my Hold on, man. I, I was, I've been watching niggas get caught with their guns and go to striker. So I'm like, man, what the fuck's so special about me? I get caught with my shit and my case federal. And niggas still got, I don't, man, I don't know how they doing it, man. Niggas still getting caught with these guns, man. Ain't really getting no time. I don't know what the Cause fuck they got Because you know what it on. is? Uh, well, now I guess they throwing the fed charges on them. I think it's the recycling of, because I see it. And I don't wish jail on nobody. But now that I'm a citizen and I ain't in that life no more, I don't gangbang, I don't extra crazy shit. Um, I look at it as, damn, it's like these motherfuckers want us to kill each other. Because you got to think, little boo-boo should be visions. Yeah, well, I don't know nobody named little boo-boo, but knock on, knock on. <laughs> Look, my, nigga, wood. My, nigga, my nigga Boo uh, Boo been locked up since we was kids. Look, look, look. Oh, no, we ain't gonna call him Boo Boo. We're gonna say Lil Pistol Starter shoot uh, B right. And we all know Lil Pistol Starter shot B. He go get locked up. Now, B this crazy ass nigga. Now, Lil Pistol Starter need to go down the road and be in jail and go somewhere and. And, and and what Charles and what he needs to purge himself. He need to get himself together. He need to go do his time because he shot a nigga, right? Right. That <laughs> that's what that nigga be saying. He say NBA young boy needs to purge himself. Man, he ain't purged. Little Dirk purged himself. He's changing. But they let little pistol starter out. Now B see little pistol starter. Guess what happens? B knock off little pistol starter. Now it's a big gang war. I think they not. They be like, hold the parent accountable. Hold the music accountable. Man, we all got to be held accountable at the end of the day. And I think that's the one thing that ain't. And I see they got this shit called, you read this shit, some shit called violence interrupters, right? Basically, when the shit going in the hood, you send a nigga down there to do what this punk motherfucker that's up in the um, offices, uh, the, the motherfuckers in the office that's scared to go to the hood to do. So I'm going to send a nigga out here and go do my little work for the watermelon. 
uh, talk to the families. Uh, uh, let's try to stop that. First of all, if you is gonna put somebody in that position, don't put no 40, 50 year old nigga that ain't no street nigga. I never did nothing or have no connection to the kids. I to see, go walk up on a crowd and nigga. Yeah, or just right. even reach out like, and then when they do, y'all not even reaching out. Show the kids your bins at least, because kids will see a bins and be like, man, hold on, how you get that? Persuade, you gotta know how to persuade a kid. You can't go in there like, yeah, I used to be this guy and this, this and that. First of all, I sent a dude, and I, and it's the best thing about the My Testimony podcast. I ain't got no filter. I can't. I I, I can say what I want because I'm recording and our shit. Right. I sent a nigga put a, a summit together, and though I'm not knocking this, they went to Central and talked to them kids over there, and then some of them niggas is hitting niggas all that, but it's just one of Scott, where the father, a lot of fatherless kids is at, a lot of uh, um kids at that that. Lost their brothers, lost their daddies, lost their uncles. Need to see that you rich black men, successful black men, can come and talk to them. And I do feel like sometimes we don't get on the youth, but it's we got to get them while they're younger and younger and younger. And to go over there and kiss their ass over there and not go to where you came, that was bullshit to me. And I don't respect it. I don't fuck them. You know what I'm saying? I feel, and I do my part on my own. I don't. Got to go on social media and none of that, but I feel it's a part, man. That's fucked up how they setting us up out here, man. And I feel like it's it, we play all play a part, and you can't save everybody. I feel like it can never be put off on the parents too, because ain't no, I don't think no parents is raising their kids to be like, go out there and shoot that motherfucker. If anything, yeah, they no, like go out there, the yeah, go out. No, oh, he hit you. Go out there and whoop his ass. Like I see some parents saying that. Yeah. What the fuck is you in here for? Go out there and whoop his ass. I don't see no parents saying, huh, he go a gun, go kill that motherfucker. So I don't think no parents should be held accountable for what their kids is doing unless they raised them that way. Now, if you raised them that way, then you wrong. You see what I'm saying? But, man, as far as all this shit going on, I just... Man, I don't you know. Who go, who, go, who, go, who, go be, who go be... I mean, what, I mean, what we gonna do to stop it? Who and, gonna come? And, when they listen and, to this shit every day and you done lost so many, like... Of course these little niggas is angry. Well, you 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 13, 14 years old, or maybe back then, maybe you 17 now, and you done lost four or five friends, and you still in the same cities, and you know who did something to your friend. Yeah. Who going to give up? You going to want to get revenge. That's why these little niggas so mad. Yo, 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 your best friend got shot. Your best friend dead. They done dug back, pop your brother, and now they know you his brother, so not they done shot you, but you lived, and now you're... That's why they so mad. They losing people that they grew up with. And the question, like you said, I mean, B had this talk all the time. I don't think it stopped. It never stopped. It's just more people get killed and it dies down. More people go to jail and it dies down. But I think this year, man, I'm, I'm going to put in more effort to get the ones. I think they got to see. They have to see. I had a kid that was a well-known motherfucker that was like, man, I just got to see something. Lil Rob was one of them kids. He had to see. And for and I and I think where he it ain't no mystery, you know, Rob been to some shit. Right. But I don't think they clap and pat him on the back when he do good enough. Right. Cause they put I mean you talked about this. They recently put and I'm just a clip I gotta put out. They recently had an article where they took all the niggas that's rapping music, their gang lyrics. I'm not even gonna say gang. Just they just rapping what they see and doing it in the hood. 
and where we coming up from and what we going through, they just rapping about it. And they did it to Lil Rob before. But y'all didn't take, y'all put CRAP in the blade and have niggas critique it or whatever. But y'all didn't put when Polo Gang, Lil Rob them, when did that song. That's a hard all. We never got um, Stink Bomb with, um, what was a crib? I'm just say The Crossroads or something. We never got that, but they didn't put that on the screen. They don't never put the good shit on the screen, but y'all want to go and put that out there and put these lyrics. No, this niggas was really doing good. Right. So soon as something bad happened, the judge could be like, You did that. Right. But y'all ain't going to put this good shit out on this nigga, but. When we catch him in, he's a terrorist. He or this, this. Man, do y'all know that people be hurt, souls be broken, and you can fix them with the smallest shit. And people, just by um, I interview, and I'm so proud of this little dude, man. My little dude, um, it's rap name Emma. His real name Aaron. He played for Start. I interview him, him and his, um, my little dude, man, man, last year. I know you're talking about. Yeah, I interviewed him. And man, man, going through something about believe. I don't give up on kid. He gonna get up out of that shit. But Aaron is a fucking dog at basketball. He's a dog, but he good at music. But I seen when his friend lost, he was kind of slipping. Just a little bit of that interview, bro. I know it helped him. He reached out to his coach. He talked to his coach and coach Matt back, got him back. And this year, man, they loaded. Coach Matt. He used to. He got a twin brother. Yep, on the east side. He used yeah. to coach me. He tried to get me to come to weight, bro. He like, he like, man. It was it was me, uh, Terry Mershon. He had me over there hooping. I was like in the eighth grade. He had me over there hooping with glove, uh, <laughs> motherfucking. I'm playing against these niggas. I'm like, I'm like in the eighth grade. He like, bro, you gotta come over here. I'm like, I'm like, man, fuck that. I'm going to Scott. Man, worst mistake I ever could have made. Should have kept my ass at weight. But that, that that's crazy how man the smallest thing and the smallest thing can help a motherfucker though man that's crazy and you remember Coach Matt to this day yeah and also I'm small you probably remember one little jewel a motherfucker can give you you can just it's crazy but uh before we get up out of here man I want to um tell me your social media my Where, social media yeah. uh uh my Facebook Byrie Irving. My Instagram, uh, Byrie underscore Irvin91. Uh, I got an auntie house on the way. Tell them all. I'm working on my second album, man. Tell me the name of the first album. Uh, my, fir- my first album called Byrie Irvin, My Turn. Uh, it's on Apple. It's on all platforms. Uh, I'm working on my second one. I probably ain't going to drop it till sometime next year. I just want to see what this first one do. <sighs> what else, man? Shout out. Shout out Porter, man. Shout out B, man. Good looking for y'all having me on here. I also want to tell you something, too, before we get off here. I want to give you your flowers. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. Um, and I also want to apologize for you for taking this long to get this sit-down interview, man. I had to get my mental straight. I had to get the business I know straight. I know how it be. I don't and trip I, up that shit. You ain't, I ain't bug you. I'm just like... Uh, it's patience. Patience the key. But I just, I just want to tell because I got a couple more I got to apologize to because I know I should have been dead. <laughs> and I know something. I'm human, man. I'm human. I'm human, bro. And I, I want everybody to know that. But man, I'm, I'm happy you came through, man. My first, man. My first on my testimony podcast. The first in my studio. Well, me and B studio. I keep saying my. I'm so you saying or the. I'm so you saying I and me so much. Cause I got so used to, I'll be on that zero shit. Is on, 
I don't need no help, my nigga. But you really do, <laughs> motherfucker, at the end of the day, man. You really motherfucking do. But, um, I got three things, three words. I'll say them. And you tell me what comes to your mind. It could be one answer. It could be a short question. And I'll freestyle these off the top. All right. I'm ready. Come on. Lil Rob. Legend. Toledo legend. Second one, prospect. Home. Last one, Byrie Irving. On the way. Let's get it. And I want to thank you, brother, for coming out. And that is the first episode back on my testimony podcast, Byrie Irving, B-Visions, man. Y'all can catch this on Apple, Spotify, uh, title. I think I'm gonna put the videos on title and YouTube, man. Follow me, Gary Porter419 on every social media, Facebook, Twitter, all the good stuff, man. And uh we out. See y'all later, man. Another song when you give me some pussy. Now that's what I'm good at busting on. Get the fuck up out my way if I clutch this gun. When I hit the dog, I beat that bitch like Uncle Willie's son. They said niggas applying pressure, I ain't feeling none. See, I treat rapping like I do drinking, I'ma get a buzz. Shot twice from long range, looked up, it was six to none. I seen the op and let him slide, cause he was with his son. Free my nigga tear, remember when we did that hit and run? They did me dirty on that rap list, but shit, we in the mud. So every time I get a chance, I'ma let them know. It's a cold world, what you think under this leather coat? Every time I spit something, it's fire, you can smell the smoke. But every time you rap, I laugh like you telling jokes. This gun the size of Kevin Hart, I'm going federal. Yo, baby mama, coochie hole, I be stretching her. Send her home to you, look in her phone, you could question her. Soon as you go to sleep off the lane, I be texting her. And that's a fact, who said that I was capping in my raps? Goofy nigga must be talking about wearing a hat. Shot some niggas, they don't know, but I'ma still carry a strap. If I hit your bitch, then I probably hit Bear from the back. Had her running, now that's what I call a scary cat. These niggas movie, where the fuck is Tyler Perry at? That's your nigga, ain't no way y'all should be sharing raps. Oh, you engaged, my opinion, I wouldn't marry that. How you niggas talking rap and never mention me? He hot, well, I'ma turn that bitch down about 10 degrees. It's dark now, so we gon' light him up like a Christmas tree. Little nigga, you sit on the couch, you can swing your feet. I bet this pistol you get popped if you swing on me. Catch you slipping on the highway like they did mo I wonder who gon' feel some type of way when this song release. Should wear a badge with that money, you still police. Police ass nigga.